0: is really the start of a very special little bonus episode series that I am doing with Denise Palmer. Denise, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. It's an honor to be here. Of course, and this is not the first time you've been on the podcast. No. I had you for an interview, I believe that came out in December. Um, I've gotten so much good feedback, how helpful that was. Talking about just redemptive discipline in the hearts of children. And you have been such a blessing in my life. I know I've talked multiple times about a mother's heritage on the podcast, and that is really something that you kind of birthed and initiated, and that's been such a blessing to me. So I was so excited when the Lord started putting the thought on my heart to have you come once a month and do a bonus episode on the podcast, just kind of doing a Titus 2 talk. So we are going to study through the book of Titus together, Denise and I, and you all get to listen to the overflow (laughs) of all that God is teaching us. Um, So we'll kind of start there. This will be really an overview, an introduction. Then we are going to branch into really diving into these character qualities and the things that the aged women are to teach the younger women. And then that really kind of sets us up as we root everything in the truths that we find in Titus, addressing some other issues that I've heard from listeners that they're struggling with or questions that I have in my own life Mm -hmm. that I want that Titus to mentor, that godly woman uh, giving me advice on. So I'm just so thankful that you have agreed. To join me again and more in the future.
1: Well, I'm happy to be here, and I'm looking forward to see how God changes us and how he uses what he's teaching us to help others. That's what it's all
0: about, right? Oh, definitely. And already, I mean, as we probably over the past month, we've really been intensely studying Titus. Yes. And it's, it's been great. It's been so it's good. Exciting, what God what God showing yes. Us. Yeah. yes, it, is. it, it is. is. So I'm, you just get to listen in as we share from the overflow. Um, but I know we did this on the last episode that you joined me, but just in case anybody hasn't listened to that yet, do you just want to share a brief little bit about you, your family?
1: Yes, I can do that. Um, so my name's Denise and I'm married to Mark. We've been married 36 years. Uh, We have two children, a daughter who is married, um, and they have our first grandchild, a little little boy. Um, He's 19 months old, and I'm loving being a grandmother. (laughs) And then I have a son who is married, was married this past May, and uh, we love our daughter-in-law. And so um, we all live close in the same neighborhood. I get to see them often, and... um, So life at home is just great, and um, just enjoying all that God has given us to do, and all of his blessings that he's given us as well. We don't deserve it. We certainly don't deserve it, but he has been so good to us, so good to us.
0: Yes, and um, your little grandson (laughs) is one of the best friends of my youngest, Ivy, and her little grandson Palmer in the same class. Yes. Every Saturday night, I go through the list of friends. You're going to see this one. You're going to see that one. But when I get to Palmer, she lights up and oh, Palmer. <laughs> he
1: loves the nursery. He loves church. He he just starts squealing when he sees the building. He has no problem going into the nursery, oh. and he loves every one of the little girls in his class.
0: <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of them to pick from. Yes, He's one of the only boys,
1: I yes. think, in there. Yes, and he loves to hug, and yes. he's really rough. <laughs> So I apologize in advance for any rough loving that he gives. Ivy's number three, so she's a
0: pretty tough girl. Oh, goodness. So Denise and I do go to church together. Um, I really met her, I guess, when I was pregnant with Eden. You had a Bible study at your house. And so I jumped in on that, and the Lord just kind of kindled a friendship that has continued and Mm -hmm. really has just grown into this mentorship relationship. And I'm so thankful for that.
1: I remember that. You were such a good friend to my daughter. Yeah. And we've prayed for family members and such and God's led us through a lot. It's been a it's been a beautiful journey with yes. ups and downs. Yes. But he's been faithful through it yes. all. It's been wonderful.
0: It has. And it, it I love that when you have those friendships, especially yes. friendships that are rooted in Christ. Yes. Where you have that prayer warrior friend that you can look back over the mm-hmm. years. And reflect on how God has answered prayers. And I just, I I praise the Lord all the time for how he's worked in your family. Oh, I know. And just, it's been such a blessing, such a gift to have this friendship. I know. And we'll get into talking a little bit at the end of the episode, some of the blessings that come from obedience in following Christ in his command, really, that he gives two women here in Titus 2, the blessings that come out of that. And I think that's one of them. It's yes. just the gift of friendship. Yes. But yes. I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's back up. So we're going to do really a brief overview of all three chapters of Titus. We could go into this very deeply. I think we did it over lunch the other day. And, and I'm not going to get too deep just because we have a lot to cover. Um, but I think sometimes when we think about Titus 2, we immediately jump to those couple verses in Titus two, and really just hone in on that command to the aged women and to the younger women. But as we've been studying, really to get the whole picture of what God is trying to tell us in this book, right? You really have to read the whole chapter, study the whole chapter. Um, do you mind to just quickly tell the listeners kind of what that process has looked like for us? How okay? How did we dig into this book? All right. So
1: what we did was we read through it
0: several times, Mm -hmm.
1: and then we began to um, just create what we call a content list. And we went verse by verse, and we pulled out the subject of that verse, or it could have been a a group of verses. We pulled out the subject, and then we pulled out the action, what was going on. So just for instance, in chapter 1, verses 1 through 4, Paul greets Titus and he describes himself and then he also describes Titus Mm -hmm. and how important Titus is. So we learn a lot from those first four verses about Paul himself, but also Titus. Mm -hmm. And so um, then we just did that through every single chapter or or every verse through every chapter. And that gave us a real good overview, literally what the scripture said. Mm -hmm. And then after we got finished with that, We looked at uh, spiritual truths, and we looked at applications for our life. And we started the spiritual truths with um, the words God is or God does, and then the application um, in light of what we learned about God, we said, I will. How are we going to change? How are we going to ask God to transform our thinking our um actions or whatever, how are we going to change? Um so or how is God leading us to change? And so that's what we did, basically yes. in an overview, that's what we did. And we did that separately. Mm-hmm. You took um, time alone with the Lord asking and praying uh, that the Holy Spirit would give you wisdom and understanding. And I did the same thing in my own quiet time. Then we got together for lunch, mm-hmm. and we compared notes. Yes, <laughs> and it was amazing how God showed us.
0: It was so many and similar things, things. Yes, some things were similar, mm-hmm. and then there were some things where you God revealed a little different angle mm-hmm. to you than He did to me, and we were able to compare that. and And it was wonderful having that individual time. Really, and and I'll be honest, that is the first time that I ever kind of just this verse by verse digging into what exactly is the content of every verse that's the first time I had done that I've I do a lot of the what does this teach me about God and then the application from that but I had kind of been missing that step Mm -hmm. Um, but that helped so much in study especially like sitting down to study a book like this Mm -hmm. just going through it that way and then yes as we gather to compare notes when
1: I do that I realize that some of these words i really don't understand what the meaning is yes or I think I know and I'm assigning a um, you know a value to it and that's really not what I'm supposed to do that's mm-hmm. not what that means at all so um, it's very that's where the bulk of the work is is mm-hmm. in that content list asking praying the whole time that God will help you understand what's going on put things in context what these words mean kind of looking at things from, a historical perspective, because mm-hmm. a lot of the things that we um, embark upon or that we discover in scripture, we're like, what? That doesn't really apply to, t- or doesn't seem to apply to 2022.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But if we can understand what the meaning was in the context at that time, then we can apply it to our lives. There's truth, spiritual truth that we can apply to our life in 2022. Yes. So um I, I enjoy this part, but this is where the w- real work is, mm-hmm. is in that content list.
0: Yes. And I what I found was very interesting for me in taking the book as a whole and then just verse by verse, seeing that where I might have felt like before, Titus 2 is kind of its own separated chunk. As I fit it into the context of chapter 1 and chapter 3 and looked at the whole book, I it laid a better foundation To be able to say, okay, he's giving this command to these women out of, you know, okay, this is what God has commanded for Titus as the pastor of the church. This is, as you said, looking historically, this is kind of the culture of Crete. Mm -hmm. And that really transitions us into talking a little bit about some of the things that we pulled out from our study of Titus. So I think one of the first places to kind of start here. Is we mentioned that Paul greets Titus in these first four verses. Then he kind of transitions into giving Titus a command. And that is found in verse five that he's left him in Crete, that thou shouldest set in order the things that are wanting and ordain elders in every city as I had appointed mm-hmm. unto thee. Mm-hmm. So that led us into okay, what do we know about Crete? Well, not much. Let's look into that. What mm-hmm. kind of did we discover as we looked into mm-hmm. the city of mm-hmm. Crete? What type of environment was Paul telling Titus? Why did he have to tell him, stay here, don't leave? Why did he need to set? What did he need to set in order? And then to go on and to ordain elders. Do you want to tell us a little bit what we kind of gleaned from that?
1: Well, when we got uh, continued on through chapter one, we found in verse 12 that one of the Cretans themselves, mm-hmm. this is a Cretan talking about Crete. He said, that the Christians are always liars, evil beasts, the slow bellies, mm-hmm. and as we went on and we learned about these um, these um, hypocrites—that's uh, what I call them—but um, these these individuals that were teaching for filthy filthy lucre mm-hmm. um, for the religious leaders that were, um, you know subverting whole households, all of those kinds of things. When we see all of that, we realize that culture wasn't much different from the culture (laughs) that we have today. And so we could kind of identify with that. Mm -hmm. But as we continued on, I think what we discovered was um, Paul, God through Paul, through Titus was speaking to aged men, aged women, young women, young men, these servants, they all have a role to play. Mm-hmm. Things were out of order and things needed to be put back into order. And every person had a role to play. And if someone doesn't do their role, if someone doesn't do what God has commanded them to do, then there's a um, there's a missing link. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times we, we want to say what God has given us to do is not that important, but it's not true. It's One little thing can just knock a big thing out of balance, you know? Yes. Um, So everyone has a role to play, and I think we saw that. And this is a challenge to us uh, as the Cretans, but also us today, um, to do what God has said to do so Mm -hmm. that things are set in order, so that things are his way. God has a way of doing things, and we need to obey. Yes. That's our responsibility.
0: Yes, and you know, as I was studying through that and learning more about Crete, you know, I know there are some times, especially in our world today, when I think, oh, if we just had enough money to buy a private island and me (laughs) and Simeon and our kids go and hunker down and live for the Lord on our islands. And, you know, obviously that is not God's plan and that's not in our budget. But the command that Paul gave here to Titus, that in the midst of a very wicked city, Mm -hmm. wicked culture, Mm -hmm. wicked people... That even, as you said, that the Christian's own prophet says Uh these terrible things of them and then beyond that we have these religious leaders who the people should be able to look to for truth Mm -hmm. and for wisdom and for an example of this well-ordered life. they can't turn to the church. No, they can't. And I mean, to the point where it Mm -hmm. says that these men, like you said, are subverting whole houses, completely turning them from the truth of God's word, that it's in that context that Paul says, stay here. Mm -hmm. I have a job for you to accomplish. God has Mm -hmm. a job for you to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And it can be accomplished through his power. And to me, the takeaway for that was just, okay, God's put me in Knoxville, Tennessee, or in America in this time, in the world in this time, Mm -hmm. and he's got a job for me to do. And I think that kind of leads us into, so we see this qualification for leaders, this qualification for Titus as the pastor. And then it goes into, like you said, these aged men, aged women, young men, or young women, young men into the servants. But we talked about kind of how all of that fits together. Sometimes I think that we get this mentality of, oh, if I just go to church three times a week or whatever it is that your church has, that, okay, that covers my obedience to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And there's so much more than that. God gives a specific command to all of these people. Wherever you fall in the spectrum, Mm -hmm. God has given you a command, an action to work on. But also seeing that was done in conjunction with the local church, right. that it wasn't a completely separate thing. These right. aged women teaching the younger <clears throat> women—it was in partnership with what the pastor was accomplishing through the local church. Right, and it—and he was to establish a bishop
1: or a leader mm-hmm. in every city. Mm-hmm. So the local church is very important, and that's um, where we serve. Yes, you know, and that's where God is going to bring these aged women or young women or whatever. This is primarily where we're going to find this Titus 2 relationship Mm -hmm. is through the church or through ministries of the church. Um, You know, I I know that I have found that to be true in my own life. Um, Most of the young women in my life have come through church or through a ministry. Um, So I'm involved in a ministry in a local high school. And so there's some young ladies there that I mentor, talk to, encourage, that still came through a ministry of our local Mm -hmm. church. So you're right. That is so very important. Mm -hmm. It does come from our our local church.
0: Yes. So as we kind of move into looking into this this Titus 2 here, we've talked a little bit about what exactly does this aged woman mean. Does that mean 50 plus, you know, 45 Mm -hmm. plus? Mm -hmm. Does the younger mean, okay, you've got to be 30 and down and have – you know, two little kids underfoot. So we kind of really dug into in Titus and then even beyond looking through scripture, what exactly, what is the differentiation here between these two groups of women?
1: Well, I think he gives us that through the scripture. Mm -hmm. There's qualifiers for the older woman to teach good things to the younger woman um, so there you know the scripture tells us here in Titus 2 that the older the aged women likewise um, they are to have behavior that is becometh holiness well that kind of indicates to me that someone is a little lo- uh, further along on their sanctification journey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about experiences but it's um, about ex- experiences that God has allowed in our life to draw us closer to him, um, to teach us more about himself. It's not so much about longevity as it is, um, just really being changed Mm -hmm. to look more like Jesus Christ, um, with small obediences, small things that he asks us to do, being obedient in those and then building. It's just like, um, you're growing yes. in your sanctification process. I just read last
0: night in a book I was reading, she was talking about character mm-hmm. and how that character is really built right. from one obedient decision to the next exactly. obedient decision. Exactly. So it, with that context, it might not, while time does give opportunity yes. for growth, for this spiritual develop- development, for this sanctification. When we were together, mm-hmm. you talked about that justification right. that happens at the moment of salvation and the glorification right, right. that happens when we meet God. But the sanctification is the process that happens in between. Right. Some people delay that process for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Some people start it and then pause it or whatever. But this growth. So it's possible that we could have an older woman by age who is not spiritually mature, who has not been spiritually developed. Uh, Titus goes on in verse seven, talking about a pattern of good works, who has not lived this Mm well-ordered life in accordance with scripture in this pattern of good works. So really they might be an 80 year old woman, Mm -hmm. but they're a babe in their spiritual development. Whereas you might have a 20, 30 year old woman who has not had all of the experience of time and right. seasons, but her process of sanctification could mm-hmm. be further along. And that was something that was interesting for me as I'm finding what is my place in this command. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at first, when I only thought it was linked directly with age, I thought, okay, well, I'm the one that needs to be the sponge. I need right. to be soaking, right. and it's not my season right. to squeeze it back out. But as I was reading through this and studying this and as we've talked, I realized that yes, I do need to be soaking and gleaning Mm -hmm. because age-wise, I'm young and I have Mm -hmm. a lot to learn from those who are experienced. But I also have people that are younger than me, whether in age or in spiritual maturity, and I don't need to just absorb all that truth that I'm gleaning from the older, more mature. I then do have a responsibility to squeeze that out, and I think that was so eye-opening for me as I really worked through some of that. As long as the Lord continues saving people, Mm -hmm. there's always going to be
1: someone behind you in that sanctification journey. Yes. And there's always someone that you can um, teach good things to. Mm -hmm. There's always someone that you can um, um, teach them how to be a good keeper at home or how to love their husband or love their children, to be discreet, chaste, all of those things. There's always someone that you can teach that to. Too. Mm-hmm. And I'd also submit doesn't necessarily have to be a married um, young lady. A lot of these things would be good to learn before you ever get married. Yes. So there could be some teenage um, or young adults that have not gotten married yet that mm-hmm. could glean from what you have learned, what God has taught you in your sanctification journey. Mm-hmm. So um, there's always someone that we can encourage and that we can teach these good things to, and pattern, you know, yes. show them this pattern, this consistency, and that's what this pattern is, that's why you have a pattern, because you want consistency, mm-hmm. and when they look at your life, and they look at my life, they should see consistency, and we learned here in Titus, um, that there were many um, here that taught, they they spoke something, but their, they, their deeds did not confess yes. what they spoke, so um, we don't want that. That causes confusion, and which is, you know, God is a God of order, Mm -hmm. not the author of confusion. And uh, that's just the enemy there trying to um, disrupt and destroy households, you know. So this pattern is very important. We want to be consistent with the Lord, and he helps us. He Mm -hmm. helps us to do that. And uh, so there's always someone behind us. In that sanctification journey, or there's always someone watching or seeing us in our circle of influence, in our neighborhood, wherever that may be, um, that we need to show them the order of things, God's Mm -hmm. order for things. And I think that's what's lacking in our own culture. And I think that's why we're in the mess that we're in. Yes. Because someone has been the weak link. Mm -hmm. And it could have been, um, it's probably all of us, honestly, but the aged women and the young women, we could have been the weak link. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the chaos that we have in our world today, we bear a lot of that responsibility, mm-hmm. Christian aged women and maybe younger women who think, oh, I don't need those old women telling me what to do. That's old fashioned. And I am a modern woman, you mm-hmm. know, that kind of thing. Yes. And and of course you and I have talked in conversations about feminism and, um, the detriments of fem- feminism to our families and to us personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so that pattern is very important. We need to be consistent. A um, well, pattern as, of good works.
0: As we were talking about what we learned about God, we really saw through this That God is a God of order Mm -hmm. and that all order is rooted in him. So the opposite of order is chaos. Right. And obviously Satan is going to be in complete contradiction Mm -hmm. to the nature of God. And we see that prevalent in our society. So if we are not choosing this pattern of good works, if we are not choosing this pattern of a well-ordered life Mm -hmm. in accordance with God's word, God's way, by default... We are choosing the chaos of this
1: world. Exactly. And
0: I think it's interesting, too, as we look at these character qualities of the aged women, you know, the way it's worded here, it's showing, and I think this links so well with this pattern of good works, these are qualities that that become them. Mm -hmm. These are qualities that they are defined by. You know, we, we see they're not false accusers. They're not given to much wine teachers of good things. And then it kind of transitions a little bit that as you are teaching the younger women, you're teaching them a little more practical application. These Mm -hmm. are actions. Okay. So I have these character qualities because I've ordered my life. I've lived this pattern of good works. It has become who I am as I pursue Christ likeness. Now I'm going to teach you through the practical, through that obedience after obedience after obedience. This is how to order your life. Love your husband, love your children. And um, that was just something that I pulled out that I think really kind of helped me. So as we talk about this need, obviously if God gives the command, aged women do this, young women learn this, we need to listen. This exactly. is a command that he's given us. And you touched on that, how that what happens when we do not obey. When we do not obey, consequences come. There has been this breakdown. And I'm even thinking, as I am the younger woman in the stage of having little ones at home, you know, had the past couple generations really taken hold of this, had the older seen the need and the command to take the time, Mm -hmm. take the energy to invest, had the younger ones had the wisdom to say, okay, I'm going to listen, right? and I'm going to learn God's word and sift what you are teaching me through God's word. As If we would have had that model and that emphasis in the home, like you said, I don't know that we might be where we are, but it's not too late. God is the God that can redeem this story and bring beauty for ashes. And I think that is one thing that I hope to accomplish through these Titus 2 talks through this podcast is the realization that we are still breathing. We're still on this earth. God has given us this command in our Crete. And okay, maybe somebody else failed to set it in order, but that doesn't mean that we have to. That doesn't mean that it's over. We can now choose. I'm going to set it in order. That's exactly right. You know, in verse um, or chapter
1: two, verse 10 we are to adorn. Mm-hmm. And I, I just saw that word this morning when I was reviewing. Uh, we talked about this pattern of good works, but we are to adorn the doctrine of God, our Savior, in all things. Mm-hmm. So when we think about adornment, we wear it. You yes. know, we are to adorn um, in all things this doctrine of God, our Savior. And so... Um, so our influence may be a small, it may just be in our home or our family, um, in our church. Some of our listeners may be um, work in the workplace and um, they're working with unbelievers mm-hmm. um, and they don't even realize that they need this kind of relationship. And so there are ways that we can adorn just the way we we carry ourselves, the way we talk, the way mm-hmm. we act, the way we dress, all of these things, these adornments, um, speak volumes, and then God will give us the opportunity to share, um, well, maybe, maybe your children shouldn't be listening to that, or maybe mm-hmm. your children should be protecting those gates, or, uh, or maybe they should stay away from those kinds of friends, or, you know, that's not encouraging, that's, you know, pulling them toward trouble instead of encouraging them and lifting them up. You know there's opportunities when we're we are adorned mm-hmm. with the doctrine of god um it, people see it, yeah. and so that speaks volumes, and sometimes that is just an open door an opportunity um to to minister or to even present Jesus Christ as Savior mm-hmm. to lost people that are in our circle of influence. Um, so it, it's this adornment when we wear it, it's everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. We take him everywhere we go, right? Yes. So um, so I love that when I saw this this morning, I thought, and that was my prayer. Mm-hmm. And something with studying this way, when God shows us a, a verse, a pattern of good works, immediately we start praying, God, mm-hmm. develop that pattern in me. Let me be consistent let me be adorned mm-hmm. with you with this this um, doctrine of God our Savior in all things in, and start listing those things. As we study the scripture, as we meditate upon it, It should just start leading us to prayer. Yes. And pray the scripture. Mm -hmm. I mean, these are God's words. Yes, what better words could you pray? If He says pray
0: according to His will. Well and
1: and then worship God for what He has done, how He has changed, you know, and we got to do that, you know, just reminiscing a little bit how Mm -hmm. we first met, how God grew our relationship. I praised God this morning when I was going through all of this, how our friendship and our relationship. Um, in this Titus Mm II-type relationship, has grown and blossomed and flourished over the years. So um, that's what, you know, studying like this is beneficial, but it's also, um, you know, we want to help others as Mm -hmm. well. And I know we're going to talk about a mother's heritage a little bit more. Um, It doesn't just have to be in a group setting like that. Mm -hmm. We adorn him everywhere we go, yes. and so I, that was just a great reminder to me this morning, and I wanted yes. to point that out.
0: No, I'm so glad you did, and you know, I think it's interesting, and I don't know maybe if just the past two years with the COVID situation has been a catalyst, but I do feel like people are realizing God created us for community. Right. We weren't to be isolated on right. an island. He, he created us for fellowship, for this investment when we do it his way, it's always the right way that not only brings him glory, but brings us good. And really when I was praying about doing these Titus two talks and all of that, you had sent me kind of an advertisement. (laughs) I think that you had found on social media, this young mom really just putting out this plea for an older lady. And it was as simple as I just want somebody to come to my home for a few hours a week To love my kids and be grandma to my kids, to teach me some things in the kitchen, to maybe give me an hour or two to work on the cleaning Mm -hmm. room. Just this friend, this companion that came alongside, that loved, that instructed, Mm -hmm. that invested. And, you know, that opened my eyes to the realization, really. And and I think at first we were a little shocked by that. Like, you're advertising for a friend on (laughs) social media, but... I hear that all the time, especially from the young moms. Right. We crave that. We long for that. Yes. And so I do, you know, again, I feel like God God works in mysterious ways. God Mm -hmm. works in everything. And though the past couple years have brought their challenges, Mm -hmm. it's awakened us to many areas. And I do think one of them is the need, again, just for simple obedience in this area. yes.
1: This one that you were talking about, I think she was looking for love. Yeah. She was looking for, and she specifically said an older mm-hmm. lady. She was, she knew there was something missing in her life and that she needed that, um, that encouragement and that support. And, you know, it was just, it was almost a confirmation to mm-hmm. us as well yes. that this is a much-needed thing. And so, you know, one of the rewards – um, from our obedience to this Titus two ministry, this call is um, love,
0: mm-hmm.
1: real love, and I think the world is starving for what for real love, yes, biblical love, uh, biblical friendships, um, biblical marriages, love in that marriage relationship, love between the parent and the child, love in friendships. The world is screaming for that. Mm-hmm. And we know from First um, John 4, 9 that um, we love him because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. And so we will never, ever know, and the world will never, ever know, real love until they know God the Father. Mm-hmm. And so we're always looking for opportunities to spread the gospel, to, to lead someone to the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. And then past that, it's time to disciple It's time to enter into these discipleship type um, relationships, these mentor type relationships, these Titus Mm 2 type, whatever label you want to put on it. And one of the rewards for obedience is true love and friendship. I have had many friendships over my lifetime now. And the ones that have lasted and the ones that have been such blessings and so dear to me are those that are centered around the Lord Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And so real love is one of the rewards that we get from obedience.
0: Well, and when I see, again, patterning ourselves according to what? According to Christ. Right. This love is a love that Christ has. So this is a love that, yes, accepts you where you are you know i'm thinking i'm picturing this mom if she got her advertisement fulfilled yeah. this older woman that came into the middle of her busy life with little mm-hmm. ones mm-hmm. and loved her there but as christ love loves us where we are but doesn't leave us where we are that's the same desire right. that i see in the heart of this relationship is i'm going to love you right where you are right. i want to invest in you but we're going to we're going to walk in this process of sanctification hand in hand together. And to me, that takes the love to an even deeper level. I'm even thinking, you mentioned marriage. Even in my own marriage, I know God's done that for Simeon and I really in a heightened way in the past few years Mm -hmm. as, you know, we always loved each other and there's nothing like being able to just be yourself. Right. You know, we were talking the other day, we were goofing off and I was like, it's great to just be me and you love me for that. But, you know, he loves me also beyond. He wants to see me grow in my walk with the Lord. He wants to do all that he can to encourage me and I with him. And that has been so sweet in our marriage. And I think that's what we're seeing in this example. That's what we've seen in our friendship. Right. You know, I as I look back and think about where we were, goodness, five years ago, there's been growth. Yes. And I know in my life, a lot of that has been connected to this relationship with mm-hmm. you, and mm-hmm. it's just, it is so sweet. So there is a reward for obedience. There's always rewards for obedience. But I think sometimes, obviously, if we're not obeying, then we have hang-ups or reasons or whatever that we just think, oh, well, I can't do this. Right. And it may be something as simple as, well, I don't have an older woman. What do I do? Mm -hmm. Do I Mm -hmm. post on social media? I don't have a younger woman. You know, they don't want to listen. There's all these different, I think, excuses or reasons, these breakdowns. And we've talked about some of those. And I know you've shared from a different season of life, you know, maybe you've raised your kids. Maybe Mm. you feel like you've put in your time. I just want to retire and coast and inserting myself in this season, Mm -hmm. into the middle of a young mom with little kids. That that takes work. That takes energy that you might not feel like you have. Or then on the flip side, the young mom, I do feel like there's this attitude, especially in our culture amongst the younger generations, that I have nothing to glean Mm -hmm. from the older ones. Mm -hmm. We are intelligent. Mm -hmm. We know it all and we We don't know how to work our cell phone and
1: our computer and
0: yes and just because technologically or you know in some ways they might not be as advanced that doesn't mean that they don't have years of wisdom to share so we we see all these different hang-ups and different things and really I think maybe the biggest one and you know I feel like whatever your reason is um, get in the Bible. You'll see. If you study this out, I don't, you know, that's one thing that we yes. came away with is I am more renewed in my intensity mm-hmm. to obey God mm-hmm. in this area. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those reasons start falling away. Right. Um, but I think maybe the biggest, the hurdle is what do I do? How do I find this person? Right. Whether you're looking, again, ahead for the older or back for the younger, how do I find that person?
1: Well, you know, going back to that social media Um, advertisement, Mm -hmm. if she did not find someone who does things God's way, she's still going to be empty and she's still going to be searching. So we are not going to have order in our personal life, in our family, in our city, our state, Mm -hmm. our country, our world, unless we do things God's way. And one of these rewards for obedience is order. That's what Titus was trying to do here in Crete, uh, was set things in order. And the only way things can be set in order is to do things God's way. Mm -hmm. So God's word spells that out to us as aged women and young women. And the aged women are to teach the young women. So if if for any reason we don't do that, then we are not being obedient and there will not be this reward of order Mm -hmm. um, if we, there won't be peace. There will not be peace in our households. There won't be inner peace. This, this, um, again, I keep going back to the, the advertisement. This lady is not going to know true peace. She's not going to know true love. Um, for those believers, um, we all want to hear the Lord say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So these aged women who's like, mm, I put my time in um going to be a snowbird now and when it gets cold (laughs) fly to Florida and come home and you know and and not really invest or not obey the Lord Um, they're going to miss those words perhaps Mm -hmm. they're going to miss those words and um, you know and I I don't understand all of this either but the Bible talks about crowns and rewards um, crowns that we'll be able to lay at the Lord's feet uh, these rewards in heaven I'm not sure what all that looks like or or how that reward system goes or whatever, but I sure want to be able to give those to the Lord. I sure want him to be pleased with me. Mm -hmm. And the only way I can please him is to obey him. And so where he spells it out very clearly, I don't need to really uh, give a whole lot of thought to that. I just need to trust him and obey and I love that hymn, you know, "Trust and Obey." I sing it all the time, but there's also a sense of fulfilling your purpose. I know in this season of life, after my children are raised, and um, you know, my it's just my husband and I, and I can remember that those first months of empty nest, he was always following me. <laughs> And I'm like what
0: are you doing? Follow me? <laughs> it's like
1: we didn't know what to do. Yes, you know, and you're just you kind of feel
0: lost. And you feel we've like, talked about that listlessness. Yes, of what is my purpose now? And yeah. I feel like we see in in that season, and and the majority of my listeners are young, but I have some older ladies that have reached out and been like, "I'm listless. Yes. What do I do?" And yes. then on the younger, you have this: "I'm surrounded by people, but and I'm so lonely. distracted."
1: Yeah, yeah. You
0: know, so. Those two things are answered when we obey. Yes, (laughs) when we
1: obey, that is a reward, that fulfillment of purpose. And I never feel um, more alive or more used of God. Or I mean, it's just such a—I can't even describe it. It's just like an adrenaline rush. Can't even describe. Come close to when you are doing what God tells you to do. Um, Those blessings that He gives. They are just magnificent, you Mm -hmm. know. And so you have this sense of fulfillment of purpose um, when you obey the Lord. And so here's something that God has told aged women, Mm -hmm. empty nesters, whatever, he has told me to do. And instead of saying, "Mm, I don't think that's a good idea, you know, I need to obey him. And so when I have, it's just just wonderful. There's Mm -hmm. that fulfillment of purpose. And you know what? That makes a difference in our world. We always go around and say, I really want to make a difference in, in the world. I want to make a difference in, you know, in in, in Powell, Tennessee, mm-hmm. or whatever. Well, this is one way you can. Fulfilling the purpose that God has for you in empty nest mm-hmm. or as an aged woman. Obey him. I mean, that's just well, the bottom line. Sometimes
0: we feel like we have to do this big thing yes. where God shows us again and again right. faithfulness and obedience. Right. right. Can do big things. Right. And I love that you brought out that we have to fulfill this this desire, this longing. We have to fulfill this relationship God's way. Right. You know, because I do feel like another thing that women as a whole struggle with is we want this companionship, we want this relationship, right. we want kind of even this friendship intimacy. but it needs to be rooted in Christ mm-hmm. because what happens when it's not rooted in Christ it quickly turns to to gossip to dump session about all the problems yes. with my husband yes. and my children and instead of this and not saying that I can't come to you with problems or right. things that I'm working right. through but I know that we are rooting our relationship in Christ so mm-hmm. I can trust mm-hmm. that One, I need to be right in my spirit, in coming and bringing things. But two, I can trust that you are going to speak from godly wisdom, that you're going to take me to the Bible. And if you have a relationship or you're looking for a relationship where you just want to sip your coffee and stew, and, well, you think that was bad, you should hear about my... You know, that is not what we see in this
1: relationship. Well, when I was thinking through this this morning as well, I just thought, we don't want to give the impression that you're going to have a trouble-free life Mm -hmm. because you are not. And, um, you know, one of the things that we need to do is to purpose now what we're going to do when trouble and tribulation comes. Mm -hmm. We need to purpose now in our hearts that we're going to stand and that we are going to overcome with the uh, weapons, with the tools that God has given us to overcome. And so, you know, I started writing some things out like I would go to God, to his word. I would pray about when these troubles and tribulations Mm -hmm. come and, um, I would, um, put measures in place for protection, like protecting my eyes and my ears and, you know, things like that. But the, one of the things that I thought of is that I would, um, allow God to bring women of all ages and all walks of life into my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that I would, You know, spend time with them and and not get hung up on this age thing, like birds of a feather stick together, you (laughs) know, so I can only be with empty nesters now, Mm -hmm. you know, or as a young mom, I I need to be with uh, other women that have children my children's age. Mm -hmm. That's great, you know, and we do have friends like that, but be open to friendships from all different walks of life and all different age groups. So like when I'm with you and other young moms and we're talking about things and and, and I'm learning of all the new things that are going on in the culture <laughs> now and everything. It keeps me young, it keeps me current, it keeps yes. me, you know, just um vibrant, mm-hmm. you know, and and excited about life instead of just hanging out with all of the ones that are, you know, saying you know, it really hurts to get out of bed in the mornings now.
0: <laughs> but on the flip side, you keep me anchored. Yeah. This is a pattern yes. of good works. This is a pattern of faithfulness. Right. Right. Stay the course. Right, You're going to get through potty training. You're yes. going to get yes. through these behavioral things. You stay the course. Right. So th-
1: and <laughs> I have older women in my life, too, that are further down the line. The road mm-hmm. that are showing me how to use this time wisely mm-hmm. and how to finish well mm-hmm. and how to prepare and to glorify God for my future home. Um, you know, the scripture in here in Titus that we studied we are to look for the Lord's appearing. Yes. And you know, He went through um, what our life was like before Christ and He went through what our life was after Christ and this future hope that mm-hmm. we have. And so, I'm perhaps I'm closer to the future hope than you are. Who knows when God is the only one who knows um, our last day. It could be any time. Um, but I should be looking for, and you should be looking for mm-hmm. that too. Yes. And uh, we should be loving his appearing, not mm-hmm. just wanting to get out of all this chaos and get off of this Isle of Crete or whatever, <laughs> yes. but we should be looking for his appearing and, and finishing well doing everything he's called us to do until the time he takes us home. Mm -hmm. And so I have some older ladies in my life that are mentors to me that are helping me do that. And and really I'm gleaning from their experiences and from their sanctification process in even how to help someone that's younger than me. Mm -hmm. So wherever we are in that sanctification journey, in that age process or season of life, um, we should have some that we're bringing along and we should have some that we're learning from. We need to have both.
0: Yes. Well, I think we could probably talk forever yes. <laughs> about all of this. And thankfully, we still have 11 more episodes this year to cover more <laughs> of Titus. But we need to wrap this one up for time's sake. Do you? Can you, in just a few minutes, share a little bit about a Mother's Heritage Bible study? Because I've had some people be like, okay, how do we implement kind of a Titus 2 thing in our okay. church?
1: okay. So that was really born from a young mom mm-hmm. who was desiring um a Titus II relationship and she had some friends that desired the same thing. And they went to our pastor's wife and asked for a ministry like this. And so they committed to pray and they prayed over this and our pastor's wife, um, who is very, very busy with our pastor, mm-hmm. she asked me to help her with this. And um so And I worked with this young mom, and we prayed for almost a year before we ever had a first, what we call a workshop or a Mm -hmm. meeting. And uh, so we prayed together, asked God to show us what that would look like. Um, You know, and then we we had our first meeting. We opened it up to the church, and it is something that we do in our church, but people from outside of the church come. Mm -hmm. um, They're welcome. And um, so... And our pastor's wife is fully behind it. Um, she knows everything that uh, happens before and after we we record on mm-hmm. a Facebook closed group, so she sees all of the teaching sh- sessions. And we have this teaching time, but then we have this small group time where we learn from each other, mm-hmm. and and we'll throw out a question or we'll work through a, um, a problem It's a lot together. of practical
0: application, yes. too. Let's take what we've yes. learned from God's Word, Yes, and let's work this out in each of our right. situations. And then we
1: try to pair up an older woman with a younger woman. Mm-hmm. Like one older woman may have two, three, four young moms that they call, that they encourage, that they commit to pray for, mm-hmm. and then we just allow God to work those relationships out, to knit those hearts together, and that's how we do it at our church. Yes. Um, it is something that could be duplicated, but honestly, um, you know, God can bring it through something like that, organized like that, but he can also just bring it through something like we have. You know, mm-hmm. we just we we met uh, through a Bible study and it, a relationship forms. Um, so it, it can... God can bring someone into your life in various ways. Um, I think the main thing is, is just get involved. Just be engaged. Look, ask God to give you discernment. Look around and see who is maybe looking or struggling or be an encouragement, Mm -hmm. you know? So those are things that we can do. Um, Just look around, be involved in our church, be engaged wherever we're at. Um, You know, talk to people and be open to allow God to bring these different women into your life.
0: Yeah. And I do, I think in a nutshell, okay, where do we start with this? Like you said, get involved in your local Mm -hmm. church. Mm -hmm. That's where it needs to start. Pray first. Yes. Pray. Yes. Pray for
1: God to, to show someone to you or, or pray for, if you're wanting something like this in your church, pray that God would see fit for that to happen, you know, and pray for direction in that. Um, you, It's not a one size fits all, you know, Mm -hmm. like what we do doesn't necessarily fit for everyone. I think the skeleton of it would, but, you know, pray for what God has for you and the ladies there in your circle of influence or in your church.
0: Well, this has been great. So helpful. I'm looking forward to going back and listening and I'm looking forward to seeing what God will do as we continue to work through Titus, maybe branch off some, but keep rooted Right. And the things that God is showing us here. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm going to pray really quick and okay. we'll close out this episode. Great. Thank you. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the clarity that you give. Lord, I pray that you will just be with each one of us as Denise and I continue to study through Titus Word, And hopefully as it encourages these ladies to study through this book. I pray that you will help us to order our lives in accordance with your word. And I pray that you will help us to fulfill this command Of the aged women and of the younger women, Lord, that we will begin to see a tide turning from our obedience to you, Lord, just individually obeying and then just watching what you can do as individual women just commit to obey your word. Lord, just work in our hearts, root our hearts in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.